Hello again, everyone. This is Noah and John. This is a special edition style. Unfortunately, we're from Urban Digs. We're talking to Manhattan. We got Ari Harkov here, John. Yep, Ari Harkov. He is uh, a fountain of wisdom as always, and it will come in handy on a day like today when editions, things are scary. You know, we need some comfort. We need some, we need some unbiased, real-time thoughts. So Ari, Take it away, man. You're right there on the front line. Tell everybody who you are, how long you've been in business, um, how much production you did, and then you get right into it. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, so I'm Ari Harkov. I head up the Harkov-Lewis team at Halstead. We are a team of 13, uh, the largest team at Halstead. We have been consistently doing about $150 million or so in annual volume uh 100-ish sales 115 or so rentals every year so pretty active team primarily manhattan brooklyn a little bit of the western tip of queens um so uh talking about what we're seeing out there i mean a couple things so first off uh we obviously have some uh logistical challenges that we're facing so one of the things that we're dealing with right now is the fact that many managing agents for co-ops and condos are shutting down for closings, meaning they will not have closings at their office. And uh, we are literally figuring out this out in real time with some of the attorneys that we're speaking with in terms of how we handle closings, what the implications are for rate locks, for um, you know how locked in buyers are to a closing. Let's say their closing was scheduled for April 2nd. You know We can't close till May 15th. Are they locked into the contract? Can they walk? How does that play out? Uh, so we've got obviously a logistical challenge there. Um, we've got logistical challenges. So we've got properties right, right now where we need to get inspectors through. And how do you get an inspector through a tenanted three-family you know, townhouse, as an example? Um, mm -hmm. Can that happen? Does it happen? Can we make the contract contingent upon an inspection? Will the seller allow a contingency? You know, so there are logistical challenges there. Um, we've got properties that we are trying to photograph, get floor plans done, get on the market, and a lot of the studios are shut down or we can't get people there. Um, so there are obviously um, uh, a lot of things happening right now, and it's kind of like day by day in flux. Um, from my perspective, the good news is people are transacting. We are doing mm -hmm. deals. We are getting offers accepted. We are submitting offers. People are still engaged. We're getting you know, increase for new business, we're getting increase on existing business, people do still need to buy, sell, rent, etc. Um, mm. it, it is just a, um, uh, it's a new world, is <laughs> the simplest way I can put it, but it's not a, it's not a dead world, you know, it's, I've been actually extremely busy, just in a very different way. Right. Yeah, and that echoes what Russ <laughs> just said, we just had him on, he said very similar thing. Um, are, are your sellers, um, are they panicking? Are, are there some that have to that are forced to sell, or are there others that are are more like, you know what, leave it the price as is, and I may even take the listing off the market. I'm just trying to get a sense of what sellers are thinking. So, of all the sellers that I'm dealing with, who are both my listings as well as sellers with whom I'm interacting to some degree indirectly as a buyer's agent, I would tell you that 99% of them. Are are doing absolutely nothing other than just staying the course. Their okay. feeling is, we don't wanna make a rash decision. We don't yeah. know how this is gonna play out. We don't know how long this is gonna play out. Even if we do make a change, we're not sure who can physically even come and visit the property. And so for the time being, we're gonna do nothing. 
Um, we have had one or two sellers who have made price reductions in an effort to get things moving, um, primarily because they're under time pressure with other commitments that they've made. But by and large, I am seeing virtually no change from the vast majority of sellers. Gotcha. So that's, very that's good to hear. Um, what about the, the, you're representing some buyers that have deals signed in the last days and weeks? Yeah, so we have a couple accepted offers even in the last couple of days. We've got contracts out. The feedback from buyers is as follows. If there's a motivation, like they're a motivated investor or it's a family that really wants to get something done or it's a special property that was difficult mm -hmm. to find or you know any number of other motivations, the deals are essentially happening with very little change. Like for example, we have a contract out in a new dev right now that we're representing. The buyers have been reviewing the contract. They're ready to basically sign. And they came back and said, look, we really would like the seller to pay the transfer taxes, even though that wasn't agreed upon. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if he's going to agree or not agree, but you know, you're talking about a less than a 2% change if he does agree. Right. Um, other people are basically signing as is. So I think the, sh the short-term impact has been relatively muted. But what I always say to people is real estate is like, it's like steering a super tanker. So the stock market may move in real time, but the implications on price are going to be felt in real estate in one, two, three, four, five, six months down the line. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and, that's, and that's one of the more challenging things is we're not going to have any sort of idea on how this is affecting price, right, for at least six to nine months. Um, mm -hmm. Are you having any conversations with buyers or even potential sellers about whether they should make, are they asking, buyers asking, well, is now a good time to transact? Are sellers asking, is now a good time to list? Or are you noticing what you were saying earlier, which is that when interests are aligned, like a seller has to sell and a buyer has to buy, that people are just willing to just jump in? So the answer is, I think, as is often the case when there's a very sharp change in a very short period of time, people that had momentum, meaning listings that were on the market, buyers that were engaged, you know, the momentum is carrying them forward. Mm -hmm. But the new business, like people who weren't yet in the market to buy or sellers who hadn't yet listed their properties has dropped off a cliff. Meaning like we've got, I don't know, three, four, five listings right now that are ready to go on the market and not a single one of them is going on because why would you list right now if you right. could wait? Um, so I think one of the big challenges that we're going to face in our industry is spring is typically a high inventory peak selling season. I think the inventory is going to fall off a cliff. Yeah. And I'm looking at that right now, Ari, we got, you know, this is not a fair comparison because um, it, it includes last month, but one month ago we got 1396. And if I can go in here and just do month to date, because I mean, that's all I got information on, right? I sure. don't, have, don't have a time machine yet. 756 have come wow. on so far this month. We, use, we usually see about 1,700 plus. Right, yeah. so it's less than half. 1,700 for the month of March is usually what we see. We're, we're a little past halfway through, we got 756. And um, I, I gotta think, if we're gonna make a prediction over the next two weeks, I gotta think it's on the lower side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, would, I would think so. And Ari, can you see a situation in which buyers are a little bit squeezed because inventory is not coming on and in fact actually coming off as sellers pull listings and so what you're left with is almost sort of like the people who have to sell and you're it's slim pickings and so you have multiple buyers who have to buy chasing the same property 
or is that a little too uh, optimistic? I think there will be an element of that. I think the way, the way that you explained it may be a little bit optimistic, but I think there will be a degree of that. What I would also add to that, and I think this absolutely will happen, is at some point, some degree of normalcy is going to return, whether that's next week or next month or in August yeah. or whenever this happens. And I think the floodgates of insanity will open at that point because you will have so much pent up demand of people who have wanted to buy, people who had yeah. planned to sell. You know, the thing is, people are not going to stop having babies, getting divorced, getting married, having job transfers. Parents said they're going to pass away. You know, yeah. all the motivating factors that require people to put properties in the market and buy and sell will yeah. continue to happen. And if we truly end up with a period that isn't measured in weeks, but is measured in months, I think you're going to see potential insanity and it possibly could even flip to a short term seller's market. Yeah, well, that, you know, it's very interesting, you know, because I think one of the one of the effects of a sort of shelter in place lockdown environment is a baby boom. <laughs> you know, nine months after. That, that's what I was thinking of. You know, if you're talking, you know, people might start looking for that two bedroom in October because it's like, hey, wait a yeah. second, we got a baby on the way you know, suddenly. Yeah. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask is, you know, re regarding all this stuff, and, and I agree with you that there could be a lot of pent up demand um, on the on the listing side. How do you how do you explain that? How do you sort of explain that to a seller, which is that there's a lot of, I'm just curious, the, the conversation about right now pricing and, you know, what, what, what the market looks like from the conversational point of view from you, Ari Harkov, trying to explain to the seller what the market's looking like and where the bids might be coming in. It's a great question. So the pricing that I've done for sellers in the last, call it seven days, what I've essentially said is I'm going to run these numbers for you as if Corona and everything in the last few weeks hadn't happened. Meaning I'm just going to run the numbers as I would have run them for you called the end of February. And we're going to see where we are. And then we have to kind of play it day by day. Because the thing about what we're experiencing right now is that by the day and certainly by the week, it's moving so rapidly that it's hard for me to say, Hey, look, the comps show your place is worth one five, but we're probably going to trade for one four or one four five, or I, I just don't know is the answer. Yeah. Um, and and so, okay. yeah. yeah, so I think it's just let's price it pre March one or whatever you know date we want to use, and then literally when we're going to go on the market, we're probably going to have to reprice it. Listen to what the market tells you when you get on there. Exactly. Right. Hey, hey, Ari, listen, I know you're busy and you got to get out there, but I want to just um, uh, ask you really quick. How are you and your team doing? Um, are you guys all working remote? The Halstead offices, um, the Halstead offices, are they shut down? Are they operating? Are you going there or, or just how are you transitioning? Yeah, so Halstead closed all its offices. Uh, they are all shut. We all have key cards so that if we want to work from our desks, we can, but all the staff is remote. Uh, our team, as far as I know, I don't think anyone has actually gone in. We're all remote. Um, and, you know, so far it's okay. I mean, I do think if this, again, if this, you know, goes on for months, not weeks, it's not great for team culture. It's not great for interaction. I mean, someone asked me yesterday, how's your team doing? And I said, I don't know. I haven't seen them. You know, it's like, it's very weird. Um, you know, I've spoken to people, obviously we're having phone calls, emails, texts, whatever, but it's not the same. 
Mm -hmm. um, and so the answer is everybody is working from home. And as the days go on, the mobility aspect drops, meaning just traveling around the city becomes more complicated. Um, you know, like, for example, one of the things that we've been talking about doing is virtual showings whereby, you know, you know, a reach out and say, hey, I want to see this property you have. And rather than actually coming, we go there, we do a FaceTime, you know, uh, tour for you, essentially, and we show it to you on your phone. But how do we even get to the property if we're not going to take the subway, we're not going to take buses, Ubers don't feel particularly safe. How do we get there? Um, Next, everyone in one place. You know, we <laughs> We were thinking about that, and then my engineering team said, all right, go raise a whole bunch of money. <laughs> no, no, you yeah. got to hop on a city bike. I'm a big city bike guy, so. Yeah, yeah. city bike walking, if you yeah. are great, but um, yeah. I mean, my personal belief, I'm an eternal optimist, I'm a salesman, and I'm also obviously, you know, a New York City resident. I think this is all going to calm down very soon. I think we're right now at the peak of insanity and hysteria, and the human ability to... Uh, cope with whatever a new situation is and for it to become normal actually mm -hmm. will happen very quickly. I think we will in a couple weeks or a month be in a place where things will calm down, even if the quarantine piece is still going on, we'll figure out ways around it because we just have to. Like managing agents can't not close properties, otherwise they're gonna have to lay off half their staff, which is just not gonna happen. Yeah, it's all about it's all about duration. It's it's we need we need to you know um, know the duration of this shutdown of the social shutdown, this economic shutdown, uh, businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And we need to know the duration of this of of containment on this virus. And um, I, I hate to say it, but I think if everyone kind of just hunkers down for a few weeks, I think that would help the, the healthcare system and help contain it and isolate who's who needs help and assistance. Um, meanwhile, containing those that don't and, and, and stop the spread. So um, listen, thoughts, prayers, uh, we're all wishing everyone, we're all in this together, wishing everyone well. Thank you so much for your time. Ari Halkov, you're an amazing broker at Halstead. Um, Thank you. And we're going to probably call you back on you in a few weeks just to check in. So I hope that's okay. I'm happy to do so. Most importantly, everybody keep your chins up, focus on, you know, all that we have and all for which we, you know, should be grateful. And let's remember, as bad as this may feel, we are probably less badly hit than most other major industries. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get in this. We'll get through this. All right. Thank you guys. This is Noah and John. We're from Urban Digs. We're talking in Manhattan and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Ari. Thanks guys. Thank you, Bye. Ari.